if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. Bob Fratz Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. And a good morning to you. Thanks for being with us. We get started at eight minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Monday, the ninth morning of the 11th month of the year of our Lord 2020. Well, <clears throat> let's make no mistake about it. Um, this is bad. This is very, very bad. Um, we've got lots of audio that we're going to have to share with you this morning of the destruction uh, that is going on in American cities right now. Trump supporters, MAGA hat wearers, uh, all kinds of Republican voters. Uh, Let's just go right to the audio clips. This is Washington, D.C., Trump voters and MAGA supporters looting stores from one end of the nation's capital to the other. Let's go to the audio. It only got worse in New York City where Trump voters and uh, the president's most ardent, what did Pres- what did Joe Biden call them, uh, chumps, I think it was, chumps? Yeah, uh, this, is, uh, this is Trump chumps setting fires in New York City. Out in Los Angeles, Trump supporters took to the streets and began chanting all kinds of vile things about Joe Biden and his uh, vice presidential elect Kamala Harris. And that's just about how it went all weekend long. Trump supporters are out there destroying America because that's exactly what you're supposed to do. Oh, wait a minute. It didn't work out that way, did it? Remember? About a week ago, last Monday, and actually last weekend, I think they kind of started boarding up many of the businesses in many of the cities last weekend. Not this past, but a, but, but a weekend ago. Why were they doing that? They were doing that in preparation for what I just described, right? Tongue-in-cheek. Trump supporters were going to burn down and assault and loot and set fires Trump supporters were going to create chaos and anarchy if President Trump lost the election. Or, since we don't know that to be the case 100% right now, if it was declared that Donald Trump lost the election, those Trump supporters were going to create all kinds of violence, weren't they? No. You didn't see any of that. You didn't hear any of that. 
for a pretty good reason. Because that's not who we are. We're not violent thugs who do things like that even when we're angry. We're not violent criminals that destroy and victimize innocent people because we don't get our way. We're not violent, animalistic creatures that decide to create more chaos and more violence and more anarchy, even if we feel like we've been cheated. And guess what, my friends? We have been cheated. But instead of going to the streets and tearing apart America limb from limb the way the demon rat thugs do, we are going to the courts. And we are going to elections commissions. And we are filing suits and other legal actions to try and undo the damage that has been done illegally to this country. With what can only be described as the theft of an election from a duly elected incumbent president. And that is exactly where we are. So no Republicans were out on the streets setting things on fire. No Republicans were out in the streets smashing windows and gathering reparations from local businesses, pulling people out of cars and kicking them in the face. No Republicans were doing those things. Let's clarify who we are compared to who the quote-unquote, and I use that very, very carefully, quote-unquote, victorious demon rats are. Uh, those who supported Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Now, there is all kinds of information that we have been gathering on the fraud that has taken place here. And we're going to discuss some of the fraud in Nevada, some of the fraud in Pennsylvania, some of the fraud in Michigan and in Wisconsin, and yes, in Georgia. We're going to discuss all of those things coming up in less than a half an hour with Kurt Schlichter, who is, by trade, an attorney in Los Angeles, also a senior columnist for Town Hall. He has been in Nevada aiding in the legal fight for the President of the United States. And speaking of that legal fight, our regular Monday guest, 948, Jim Jordan, will not be able to be with us at 948 because he is right now in the Oval Office. He is part of a team of the best collection of conservative minds in Washington, D.C. He is uh, in in a meeting right now with President Trump. And he will be there for a bit as they strategize their plan going forward to try to undo the theft of this election. So we will have Kurt Schlichter on the program at 935, kind of in the place of Jim Jordan. And I'm very much looking forward to his conversation. Now let's move forward to where we are. Joe Biden has been called the president-elect. By whom? America's electors? State electors? No. By the media. He has been called the president-elect as they called the race by the Associated Press, CNN, MSNBC, NBC, Fox News. And by the way, do not ever mistake again Fox News for being on your side. Fox News, yeah, they may have Tucker Carlson, who is a devoted and dedicated servant of the Constitution, Sean Hannity has been that for years. Laura Ingram, to some extent as well. But overall, generally speaking, Fox News is not your friend. Fox News is not devoted to truth. Fox News is not devoted to uh, uh, supporting um, the 
realistic points of view that we all have observed with our very own eyes. Fox News wasn't the, a friend of the president when they called Arizona after five minutes after the Arizona polls closed, despite the fact that it wasn't anywhere near over. And they're not your friend now that they are encouraging President Trump to concede and stand down and step aside and make way for a peaceful transition. You know, the way the Democrats made such a peaceful transition four years ago. Hell, we're past the subsequent election and the Democrats still haven't agreed to a peaceful transition from Obama to Trump. But do not make a mistake in thinking that Fox News is your friend. The media made this call. Nobody else, but that was enough for Joe Biden, who said back on Election Day, actually it was, uh, yeah, I think it was Election Day, who said that when the media declares him the winner, he will begin organizing his government. And that's exactly how he has approached this. He had a speech on Friday in which Joe Biden had the chutzpah, had the cojones to stand before America and call for unity. Joe Biden says now is the time to put aside all of that bad stuff and come together. Are you kidding? You want to put aside all of the negativity after everything you and your party did to Donald Trump? His family? His campaign workers? His associates, Republican supporters of his in Congress, after four years of phony impeachments, Russian hoaxes, calling Trump and his supporters racists, blaming them for a systemically racist America that needs to be rectified. Now you want to somehow say, Forget all those things that we've said about you. Actually, no, we're going to continue to say those things about you. But come and join us anyway. I wonder if Michelle Obama got word from Joe Biden that it's time to come together with the Republicans. I wonder if Michelle Obama got the message that we're supposed to stop the name calling and we're supposed to wrap our arms around each other now in support of a corrupt Mentally flawed, mental faculty declining, dementia ridden, perhaps Alzheimer's advancing, patriarch of the Biden crime syndicate. You want us to rally around Joe and what? Should we bring Hunt, uh, uh, his son Hunter into our arms as well as he steals millions upon millions of dollars from foreign countries, foreign enemies and adversaries in many cases, like China, while trading on his father's office and name, we're supposed to rally around that? We're supposed to go arm in arm with Michelle Obama, who tweeted, quote, Let's remember that tens of millions of people voted for the status quo, even when it meant supporting lies, hate, chaos, and division. Are you kidding me? Does that sound like somebody who's ready to unite with the Republicans, calling us liars, haters, and sowers of chaos and division? No one uh, uh, supported and promoted chaos and division more than your husband, Michelle. 
Your husband divided this country along racial lines from the moment he, from before the moment he and you took office. It took Donald Trump reaching out to the black community for four years, giving them things that they had never even thought of being able to even ask for from the first black president, your husband, to get criminal justice reform done, to get opportunity zones and platinum plans with massive, massive federal investment into black communities and black businesses. Investing record amounts of money in perpetuity for historically black colleges and universities to help black education. Your black husband, the first black president of the United States, did none of that for black people. Donald Trump did, but he's the one who has sown racial division? You're disgusting, Michelle Obama. You know who else is disgusting? Jennifer Rubin. Now, you recall, perhaps, Jennifer Rubin. Jennifer Rubin is somebody who had tried to call herself a conservative for years and years and years, all while publicly writing in the Washington Post and using social media to destroy conservatives, and especially Donald Trump and his supporters. This is an example of the victorious Democrats, if they are victorious at all, after the legal challenges we will discuss. This is an example of the victorious Democrats, Jennifer Rubin in particular here on MSNBC, showing us how much they want to unite the country to bring Republicans and Trump supporters uh, in close so that we can all hug it out and and come together as a country now, like, like Joe Biden called for. It's not only that Trump has to lose, but that all his enablers have to lose. They have to, we have to collectively, in essence, burn down the Republican Party. Um, we have to level them, because if there are survivors, if there are people who weather this storm, they will do it again. They- we have to collectively burn down the Republican Party. We have to level them. Because if there are survivors... They will do it again? This is the unity? I will engage in rock fights, knife fights, fist fights, debates, verbal discussions. I will do anything and any, everything that I have to to battle these lying Pieces of anti-American trash. How do I know that the demon rats are anti-American, you ask? How can you make such a claim, Bob? They just wanted to win the presidency so that they can uh, make America great like Donald Trump wanted to. No. How do we know that they don't like America as America is? How do we know that they don't believe in the constitutional republic that we were founded as? Let's ask the Senate Minority Leader, who is perilously close to becoming the Senate Majority Leader. Chuck Schumer? What happens if Democrats win the two Georgia runoff elections for the Senate? Chuck? Now we take Georgia, and then we change America. You heard it. 
Chuck Schumer echoing Barack Obama, who said we will fundamentally transform America. Now Chuck Schumer on the verge of changing America. I don't know about you, but I think at least 71 million Americans, and that's the number that voted for Donald Trump that we know of. There are probably more, but their votes were changed and did not count because of the fraud. But the 71 million people who voted for Donald Trump don't want to change America. They like America because America continues to be the greatest force for good and the greatest opportunity for all, and I mean all people, in the history of humankind. And that's why the demon rats want to wipe it out. They want to change America. 216-901-0945, Let's hear from you. Kurt Schlichter coming up at 935 on AM 1420 The Answer. Okay, it's 928. <clears throat> Get a phone call in here before the bottom of the hour, and Kurt Schlichter will join us after that to make some sense out of all of this. Vince is in Westlake. Vince, you're on AM 1420 The Answer. Good morning. Go right ahead. Good morning, Bob. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, yes, actually, sir. your opening remarks said it's just exactly what I wanted to talk about. Um, you know, all the diatribes that are being launched at the Republican Party by the likes of Michelle Obama and uh, that, 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 that bit by Jennifer Rubin was just disgusting, to, to say the least. Which brings me to my point. It's short and sweet. When are we as the Republican Party going to stand up and grow a pair and start fighting back on some of these things? Start calling some of these people out, start identifying them and that. And, talking about their bias, their racism, okay, their vitriol that they keep fostering. And it's just like you said, they haven't gotten over. They haven't had a peaceful transformation. They haven't, you know, been nice and kind and everything. Since the last president got in, Donald Trump, after he was elected in 17, and in, in the last four years they've been doing nothing but fight. And now they want us to play nice. I, I just find it unbelievable. Yeah, I do too. Uh, it's reprehensible, and everything you just said is true. They, you know, they they are asking us to now, you know, put down our verbal weapons and come and join them as we for the betterment of America. For four years, right, they tried right. to undo the results of the 2016 election, and now they're mad because exactly. Donald Trump won't concede a week after this election. Considering all of the strange irregularities and the evidence that is out there, all of this stuff deserves to be ferreted out. And I want to know why the media is in such a rush to declare Joe Biden the president to call it for him when again uh, it took 37 days after the challenge of the 2000 election was issued and they they they, you know, they were more than willing to wait and have as many recounts and as many legal challenges as al gore could muster because they hated george bush well you know as soon as they close so, the door and as soon as they get him to you know to concede and do that then, then, you know, they think they can just move on and brush all this under the rug and that's again that's my point the republican party yeah. needs to stand up grow a set Start fighting back and do it the right way. Thanks Amen. for taking my call, Bob. Amen, brother. Appreciate the call, Vince. And let's uh, let's not forget, please, that it was only about a month and a half ago that Hillary Clinton went in front of a live microphone and declared that Joe Biden should not concede the election no matter what happens. Under any circumstances, do not concede the election. 
What does that mean? That means if Donald Trump would have been declared the winner and getting the most votes on election night, they would have called election fraud. It's fraud. It's Russia. It's Russia. Do not concede, Joe Biden. Fight it, fight it, fight it. Well, now Donald Trump is fighting it. Not because of Russia or anything ridiculous nonsense like that, but because of legitimate uh, irregularities in the voting circumstances in every battleground state. And they're screaming, oh, why don't you accept your loss with dignity? Give me a break. Kurt Schlichter will join us next. AM 1420, The Answer. Ain't no red house over yonder. All right, 935, onward. Thanks for joining us on AM 1420, The Answer. Um, We have to hear it again, and probably again, and probably again, and probably a few more times after that. This is what the Demon Rat Party wants to do and has wanted to do from the beginning. Now we take Georgia, and then we change America. That is the Senate Minority Leader, and if Georgia's runoff elections go his way, he would become the Senate Majority Leader. This is what he thinks of the United States of America. Now we take Georgia, and then we change America. One more time. Now we take Georgia, and then we change America. I don't know about you, but I am among the 71 million Trump voters who kind of like America as the constitutional republic she was founded as. I kind of don't want to change the greatest force for good in the history of human of humanity, quite frankly. I don't want to change a country that still provides the greatest opportunity for success, for achievement, for for not just the ability to survive, but the ability to thrive of any nation in the world. I don't want to change America. I want to continue to build on her glory. The Democrats want to tear it down. They do not believe in this constitutional republic, and you just heard it coming directly from perhaps the most powerful man in the Democrat Party, not named Joe Biden as of this moment. Kurt Schlichter joins us now to react on AM 1420. The answer, Kurt is a senior columnist for townhall.com. He is a retired uh, Army colonel, and he is a Los Angeles trial attorney. And it's perhaps that last, and a best-selling author, too. And it's perhaps that last title that is the most important right now. Kurt, good morning. Hey, how's it going, Bob? Yeah, you, you tell me. for the fight? Uh, you know what? I, I said it before you came on. I'm ready for a rock fight, a knife fight, a gun fight, a fist fight. You do what you bring it. Yeah, you know, I, I said that in response. By the way, me, you probably have seen or heard this already, but I'm gonna I'm gonna play it for you anyway, Kurt. This is this is the way the Democrat Party um, uh, sees bringing America together, uh, bringing Americans together in unity. This is Jennifer Rubin, who used to call herself a conservative. I don't know where she got the guts to do that, but this is how she feels now. This is an example of Joe Biden calling for Democrats to unify with Republicans. An entertainment organization that has a news outlet would hire these people. I also want to um, echo something that um, my friend uh, EJ said. Um, it's not only that Trump has to lose, but that all his enablers have to lose. They have to. We have to collectively, in essence, burn down the Republican Party. Um, um, we have to level them because if there are survivors, if there are people who weather this storm, they will do it again. Kurt Schlichter, if there are any survivors of the party we have to burn down and level, they'll just do it again. Does that sound like unity and coming together to you? Well, all I can say to the crypt keeper is <laughs> come on and uh, come on and burn me down. You wizened old hag. Come on. 
burn me down. Put me on a list. Make sure you get the second H. There's two H's in Schlichter. Make sure you do it right. If you, if that's how you want to roll, cricket, roll the dice. Let's go. Now, I happen to have an advantage over uh, Jennifer Rubin because I've accomplished something in my life besides running my full mouth. Uh, among those, I was a soldier for a while, and I walked around in Kosovo when I was stationed there in the ruins of the Civil War. Uh, a Civil War started by stupid people like Jennifer Rubin, who ran their full mouths and had lists and burned things down and uh, tried to make sure that the other side didn't have uh, 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 any kind of uh, uh, humanity. And uh, But what was funny about it, to the extent you could find something funny about it, was the ruined villages I walked through were the villages of the people like Jennifer Rubin, the people who started the hatred, because it didn't go their way. It didn't go their way. See, they started it, and they lost. People like Jennifer Rubin are beyond stupid and unwise, Bob. They're evil. They are. They are and, and, and so so is anybody. You know, and again, I, I just picked her, but I could go to Michelle Obama, whose immediate response was, uh, let's remember that tens of millions of people voted for the status quo, even when it meant supporting lies, hate, chaos, and division. So you and I and 71 million other Americans are liars, uh, haters, uh, and, and uh, uh, agents of chaos and division. Nobody did any more dividing and creating chaos and hatred than her husband did. But again, is this an example of the Democrat Party trying to reach out with an olive branch to you? There's no olive branch. It's a lie and a scam designed to sucker in stupid people like Mitt Romney uh, to be obedient little lapdogs and say, see, see, we can surrender. Let's give in. Here's my belly. Please, please scratch it. Um, no. See, if, if Joe Biden, here, here's the question. I ask it on, uh, uh, on Twitter where I use the uh, hashtag unity watch. Um, if, if we're supposed to have unity, what's the thing they're giving us? See, now, if you want unity where we just sort of surrender, well, that's a bad deal. So I'm not going to do that. So, Joe Biden, etc., what are you giving us? What is the thing that you want to do that we don't want to do, or vice versa, that you're, you're, you're going to take our position in order to bring us in and reward us for our unity? Because it's not unity they're talking about it's, it's really just surrender and I, i'm not interested in that kurt we're talking to kurt schlichter uh senior columnist with townhall.com and as i said you're a trial attorney kurt now you told me last night that you were in nevada doing what what yep. were you doing it sounded like you were trying to con, uh consult with and to assist the other uh legal mem- uh, the, members uh, of the president's legal the team. team in nevada okay uh, there you the go. day after the election, I got a, uh, a text from my friend Rick Grinnell, and he asked me to go out there with some other folks. And for uh, several days, we worked very hard, got a case in the court very quickly, uh, uh, worked on a lot of issues. And i got to tell you, you know, I keep hearing, there's no evidence of fraud. Bob, that is a lie. There is evidence of fraud. There are affidavits from people who worked in the polls who saw... Massive irregularities. So, so when there's no evidence, that's a lie. Watch their goalposts to change. Okay, there's some evidence, but 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 there's not enough. Well, I'm not asking, you know, the Fox decision desk 
to tell me if there's enough evidence. I'm going to ask a federal judge or a state court judge if there's enough evidence. That's that's where it happens. My my favorite thing, my favorite part of all this mm-hmm. is like within 96 hours. Why haven't you presented a comprehensive election contest case? You know, here's the thing: you see some suspicious. You investigate it. You determine where there's probable cause to keep investigating. You keep investigating, gathering evidence. You prepare uh, the the legal proceeding. Then you actually have the legal proceeding. Okay? They want to skip all those steps in 96 hours, where you haven't proven your case beyond a you know uh, uh, to a preponderance of the evidence. Within 96 hours, just give in. No. Yeah. Well, 37 days. It took 37 days and a Supreme Court decision to finally end Al Gore's bid to undo George W. Bush's win back in 2000. And now we want this one done in three days, despite the fact. If you're interested in in complaining about Donald Trump not conceding, that's your right as an American, don't bother me with it until we have passed the time that uh, Al Gore spent. And then, 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 you know, I, I may or may not consider it, but I'm certainly not going to consider it before. Thank you, and that, and that's very well said. And again, it was 37 days, and 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 let's remember this: it was it was only what about a month and a half ago that that Hillary Clinton went on live television, I believe it was on MSNBC, and said that Joe Biden. Should he be, you know, short of, of the votes he needs on election night, should not concede, quote, under any circumstances, because they were ready to allege fraud, Russian collusion, foreign interference, whatever they had to do. Now, here's Donald Trump, who legitimately, not, he's not screaming Russian, you know, interfere with the election. He's saying Nevada. There, there were 9,000 non-Nevadans who cast ballots in the state of Nevada. They, they shut down the counting in four battleground states on the night of the election, and we all woke up the next morning, they found batches of, of all Biden votes. I mean, we have, leg- we have Republicans not being allowed to observe the count in Philadelphia, despite a Supreme Court order to do so. So he's got legitimate on the ground in America, irregularities and potential fraud that need to be investigated, and they're screaming, "Oh, just concede with dignity." I, I, I just can't take it. Well, look, I, I, we just need to ignore them because it, the hypocrisy only—you know, we can call them hypocrites—but hypocrisy only works when someone has a moral framework. If you don't have a moral framework, you call him a hypocrite. He's kind of like, "Well, no, I'm, I'm just lying." To get an advantage, I of course I am. What are you dumb? Uh, hypocrisy is a, a, the uh, the uh, nod that a vice pay, uh, gives to virtue. If, 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 you know, if, if you don't recognize virtue, you're you're not nodding. Yeah, well that 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 is very well said, Curtin. I know you were in Nevada, but I want to ask you about Georgia uh, because obviously, first of all, like once again, I have no faith whatsoever in that late uh, massive surge of Biden votes overcoming a huge Trump lead uh, on election night. I have no faith in that at all. It's very weird. And then, of course, because all of those ballots said Biden, and then there were a bunch of uh, ballots for their Senate candidates as well, enough to to send this thing into a runoff in January. Now, I heard yesterday, or excuse me, I read yesterday 
from Andrew Yang and a number of other liberal Democrats, some elected officials, some not, saying they are going to converge upon Georgia, and many are going to move to Georgia and establish temporary residency so they can vote in the runoff in January. What I would like to know is can somebody between the time of the general election, which was November 3rd, and the runoff in early January, can somebody just move in and register now, or don't you have to have been registered for the original election? Uh, Great questions. I don't know Georgia election law. I do know that uh, uh, the Republicans need to do a proactive shaping of the battlefield with uh, key litigation, uh, with lawsuits, uh, for a variety of things. We look, we've seen the problems there. I, I, my strategy would be to get in there right now, even as we fight the election battle, uh, to uh, make sure that this January 5th battle is fought fairly. And that is get in there with preemptive vote counting, uh, uh, vote observation stuff, uh, residency requirement uh, uh, stuff, various temporary restraining orders, permanent injunctions, to force them to comply with the law. You, you want to get the law in place, uh, you want to get the orders in place before the votes come in, not after. Yeah, uh, and that's a great point. They do have a pretty solid Republican majority in the government of Georgia, uh, and and that's good news from the state legislature to I think the attorney general is Republican as well. So they will have an opportunity to kind of sniff out the fraud and to try to stop, you know. I mean, I think I think uh, Hugh Hewitt pointed out this morning, Democrats spent $100 million to try to move Mitch McConnell out of Kentucky. They spent $100 million to get rid of Lindsey Graham in South Carolina. How much do you think they will spend in Georgia to win two runoff elections and hand Chuck Schumer uh, the power of the Senate, hand the Democrats full comp- full power of the federal government, in which they can then, you know, uh, add in the Green New Deal, in which they can kill the legislative filibuster. They can expand the number of states. They can pack the court. All of those things cannot be done if the Senate remains a Republican firewall. If we lose those two seats in Georgia, it's all over. It's all over. We'll never regain power, and the Democrats know that. Well, I, I think it's bad. I'm, I'm not as pessimistic for a couple reasons, but I, I agree that we need this is a this is a key fight. Uh, the first thing is I'm not afraid of the money. What we demonstrated this election was there is a saturation point for money. There is a point at which anything you spend over it just it's not going to matter. Our voters are loyal. They can see ten thousand ads for Ossoff and Warnock. And they're still going to vote for Loeffler and Purdue. So uh, I'm not worried about that. I want to see the Republicans go in there with a comprehensive pre-election legal strategy. I want them to go in there and make their case very carefully uh, uh, about just what you said. I want them to work their get-out-the-vote plan uh, uh, effectively and massively. And that's what we need to do. Kurt, back to Biden to wrap it up. Um, Many of us kind of speculated before the election that uh, a Joe Biden victory would lead to a Kamala Harris presidency in very short order. Yeah, Um, he's he's a mess. How short are we talking about here? Some have have said that that he may not last a year if he is the president. Yeah, he won't be president within a year. I mean, you saw him the other day, staggered out. 
fairly coherent, you know, when he was, you know, demanding unity, a.k.a. surrender. I wonder how long in uh, the transition before he names his um, his cabinet and uh, appoints Hunter Biden as Treasury as Secretary of the Treasury. Well, it's, 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 I, I think he's going to be Secretary of keeping it real. <laughs> well, yeah, he's a I'm, chip off the old rock. He, he somehow has a, he, he had the ability to turn you know nothing into millions of dollars, meaning no talent, no ability, no experience, no even speaking the language of the companies that are paying him millions of dollars to sit on their boards. If he is that good at turning nothing into millions of dollars, he'd be great for the U.S. economy. He'd be great for the Treasury, right? Uh, he's, he is a major achiever. <laughs> Kurt Schlichter, you, you're going back to Nevada to help them again? Uh, if needed. Well, I'm sure your counsel would very much be needed, and uh, certainly your passion for uh, the uh, the situation at hand. Kurt Schlichter, thank you, my friend. God bless you. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Talk thank you, you, Kurt. Kurt is a senior columnist at townhall.com, and like I said, he's a trial attorney in Los Angeles. He was asked to report to Nevada as part of the legal team to count, provide counsel and uh, guide the way forward for the President of the United States to try to undo the theft of the 2020 election. It's 9.51. We'll take a quick time out on AM Thanks again to Kurt Schlichter uh, on AM 1420, The Answer. He's got great insight, as always, and uh, I'm sure he's a very valuable asset on the legal team uh, helping out in Nevada. By the way, in Nevada, literally, we're talking thousands and thousands of illegal votes cast. Matt Schlapp is with uh, the American Cons- president of the American Conservative Union. He also hosts CPAC. He said this. We know that in this area, which has been gripped with the idea of an economic shutdown, that over 100,000 people left. Yet, through our due diligence, we've been able to find that at least 9,000 of them voted in this election. Non-Nevadans voting in Nevada. And that's because they send out those mail-in ballots in bulk, universal mail-in ballots to everybody, even people who have moved, and they haven't updated the voter rolls even to people who have died, and they haven't updated the voter rolls. That's what leads to this type of fraud. And they want Donald Trump to just concede? Hey, you didn't win Nevada, really? You sure about that? There's a lot of work to find out whether or not President Trump or Joe Biden actually won Nevada. That's to say nothing of the Pennsylvania stories that we know. Wisconsin, Michigan. Uh, let's go to uh, Willoughby. George Ann, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks for your patience, George Ann. Go right ahead. Oh, you're welcome, Bob. Um, thank you for taking my call, and I hope you give me time to make my points here. I have been so upset with Fox for quite a while, and it kind of, um, you know, I wondered where Diamond and Silk went to because they were regulars on the shows. Uh, they're no longer there. And um, calling Arizona so early in the race, And then um, Ainsley Earhart, uh, I listen to them faithfully almost every morning. Um, Mm -hmm. Right after the first debate, Ted Cruz was on as a guest, and he was starting to say things about Chris Wallace during the first debate. And Ainsley politely interrupted him, and she said, Oh, Chris, we're not going to talk about Chris. He's a member of our family, and we love him. And I, I yelled. I said, 
quiet. I, I couldn't believe she said that. And then also um, pay attention to the body language of Brian Kilmeade. To me, he seems very unhappy because when they, they shoot over to his expression sometimes. And then yeah. um, suspending Judge Judy or Judge Janine, Judge Janine, on what grounds? Yeah. That, that just happened over the weekend. And then, um, you know, I want to make a point about, you know, when you win a race, Usually you win with dignity and you're happy. Well, they are sore winners. Michelle Obama, Chuck Schumer, Jennifer Rubin. I think it's just disgusting. Uh, so those are the points I wanted to make. And uh, I'm well, just so, um, I'm ready to fight. I, I just, you know, and I'm a, I'm a 74-year-old grandmother, and I, I just, uh, I've seen a lot of, presidential races we lived through obama we lived through clinton but if they take the senate that is going to be disastrous for well, all yeah well there's like a, and thank you thank you georgianne i'll say this You're in welcome. response because i only have time to do this before the top of the hour <clears throat> first of all Yes, you're right about the disaster. As I said uh, all last week, the uh, the one thing that we could be happy about was that we kept the Senate. Who knew that they were going to play the same games with the two Senate seats in Georgia as they are with the presidency? Now that's up in the air. And I said all last week, that's our our firewall. That's the one thing where we stop Nancy Pelosi's radical legislation coming from the House, and we stop any legislation suggested by Joe Biden. Uh, we have the firewall that is the Senate. So if we lose that, yes, all hope is going to be lost. And I don't mean to be that, you know, over, overly dramatic, but I mean literally a two years of unchecked Biden, Schumer, and Pelosi power will make it impossible for us to ever win another election, meaning ever gain, uh, ever gain uh, uh, federal power back. As for Fox, everything you just said is true. I think Kilmeade is not very happy with his very wishy-washy, kind of somewhat center leftists. Uh, like Ainsley and Ducey, I just think is kind of dumb. Uh, I think you're right about that. Um, some of the other decisions that they have made, as far as calling Arizona, the that's made by their election desk, and the election desk is headed by a far left Democrat, and, and that's just the truth. The far left Democrat who argued about Arizona from the very beginning, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, Fox News is not your friend. I find myself tuning in when I'm doing the TV news thing to uh, OAN more and more and more. One American News, to me, provides you with much more of the balanced coverage that Fox used to be known for. Now Fox is leaning toward that mainstream media type of categorization, with the exception of Tucker and Hannity, as I mentioned before. All right, let me get a quick uh, check of your news, and then we'll come back with more of your phone calls. We're guest-free in Hour 2. Join us, 216-901-0945 on The Authority. 